0: Jesus and his disciples passed by a blind man. And as they did, the disciples asked, What did this man do to deserve what had happened to him? And Yeshua he answered that it wasn't that this man had sinned, but it is for a moment like this, for the glory of God to be revealed through this whole Tragic event. Yeshua reached down. He spit into the ground made mud and the dust. He placed it on the blind man's eyes. And he told him to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And as the blind man went and washed. He came back seeing. And the people were astonished at this for this man he has never seen, and they know him as the blind man. And they ask him what happened, and he just says, A man came anointed my eyes and told me to go and wash in the pool of Siloam. And I came back seeing the Pharisees even questioned him, asking how could this man have done this? How could a sinner even have done this for you? You see, brown sisters, this story is so beautiful, so rich. And there's many reasons that the Messiah did this. He wanted the blind man to show obedience and faith by wandering through the streets all the way to the pool of Siloam to wash himself. There was also great uh, symbolism in the pool of Siloam with regards to the Feast of Tabernacles, which I encourage you to Listen to my teaching, The Equally Yoked Bride, if you haven't made that connection yet. But here in this teaching, I want to show you a deeper layer to this story that you've probably not seen before. Because the Messiah is actually the reason he did this. One of the reasons was to show us his power, but also his divinity. You see, to understand the story properly, we need to go back all the way to the burning bush, because that's where all this started. At the burning bush, Moses encounters Yahweh, and as God speaks to Moses. Through a burning bush, I mean, that's that's crazy. This bush burning continuously and it does not burn out is what the scripture said. And because it does not burn out, that's why Moses was drawn to it. What is up with this bush that it keeps burning is what he thought. And as Yahweh speaks to Moses through this burning bush, he gives Moses the commission to lead Israel out of Egypt. And what does Moses say? He says, God, I can't do this. Go find someone else because I am slow of speech and tongue. And God says, Moses, what? What are you talking about? have I not, he says, have who have made man's mouth, who made the dumb, the deaf, the seeing or the blind have not I. The Lord God is telling Moses, how dare you even say that? Who made you who made your mouth? Who made those who are blind, those who are who have issues? If I made men, am I not able to make them whole again? Is what God is getting at here. He's saying, Moses, you may feel weak. But I created you. You don't think I have the power to make you strong for this mission I'm setting before you. And the irony of this whole thing is that Moses is speaking to God through a bush, a tree that is speaking back at him and burning without being burnt out. Now, I don't know about you, but if you go outside and you look at trees, they don't just burn, 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 burn forever without ever burning out. If a tree catches light, it burns out, it dies. But this tree is not. It is against the nature of this tree to continue burning the way it is. It is against the nature of this tree to speak back at you. Yet that's what this tree is doing. And that's why God did it. One of the reasons because he wanted to show Moses, I can speak through a tree. I can use a tree. To accomplish my purposes, even if it's different from what the tree could naturally do. You don't think Moses that I can't. can't, You think I can't use you. You You don't think I can make your mouth whole. I can give you the strength to do this. And so when God came and said, have not I made the blind, the dumb, etc. Am I not able to make them whole again if I am the creator? You see, he is setting president. He's saying, "I, when there is something in my creation that is weak, when there is something in my creation that is dis- has a disability, or or something is wrong with it, whether it's a tree or whether it's a man, I, the Lord, am able to make it whole again and make it work the way it's supposed to, and I alone am the one who empowers it. At the end of the day." And so then Yeshua comes along and he takes that mud. He puts it on the blind man's eyes who cannot see. He pushes the mud in and he sends him to wash himself. And when he washes himself, he sees. Do you see the connection? God is the creator. God at the burning bush says, I am the one who am able to make people see. And now Yeshua comes and he takes the mud like the Creator did in the creation account, and he actually makes those eyes whole again. He is showing us that he is one with his father. He is showing us that he does what God did. And he is telling us that he was even around in the creation. John one verse one in the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him and without him was not anything made that was made. He was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. All things were made through him. And it says in the book of John that he was both with God and he was God. Many people like to overlook that it's it's say it is what it says. This is who Yeshua is. And that's why he took the mud, because he was showing everyone that I am the one who created the man who's standing before me who is now blind, and I am able to make him see. Just like he told Moses Moses, you stand before me as a man who you feel is weak, who cannot speak and is mute, while well, I tell you that I can make you speak again. And in fact, this miracle with the blind man, it is recorded that there was no one in the world who was healed from blindness before this. The author made it a fact to state this for us in John nine, verse 32. It says never since the world began, has it been heard that anyone opened the eyes of a man born blind because it had to be God. God is the one who created man, and he would be the first to open the eyes of a man who was born blind. And so Yeshua in this act of healing this man in this way is making a statement of who he is. He's not just a normal man. He's not just an agent. He's not just another man, God made and, and another prophet like all others. Then there's something different about him for him to act in this way. And that's why John the prophet said, I'm not even worthy to untie His sandals. If he was just a man, we could untie his sandals, but he if he is something more, something holy and divine so far above us in that way. Now, a prophet, a righteous man like John feels intimidated in his presence. And just one last thing to prove my point here. While Yeshua was in human form, He also, at the same time, saw from the father's perspective. He saw, for example, Nathanael. It says in John 1 verse 48, Nathanael said to him, how do you know me? And Jesus answered him before Philip called you when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. He saw Nathaniel before he ever met him. He saw him when he was before he was in his presence. And in the same way, he made an even bigger statement. He said before Abraham was, I am. But I thought he was born just about 2000 years ago. Abraham was born way before that. How could the Messiah have been there before Abraham? Well, like the book of John said, he was there from the beginning. All things were made through him. He was God. Surprise, sisters, let's not have the Messiah just be another guy, another man, another, just another person, another prophet. No, that is what he is minimized to by the pagans and other religions of this world. Who do not follow him, who don't consider him their master. You see, every knee will bow before him. All authority under heaven and earth has been given to him. He will have the last say over your life, over my life, and he sits at the right hand of the Father. Don't tell me he is anything less than what he is and what the Scriptures clearly say he is. Even though all of this is true, at the same time, he made himself low. And this is so out of character for any normal man. No normal man would be no normal king goes and makes himself low and humbles himself. No one has done it the way that God has. And this is one of the proofs of how God is different from mankind. In Hebrew 4, verse 15, he says that he is a high priest that can sympathize with our weaknesses because he was tempted in every way as we are, yet he remained without sin. Now, think about that. We just talked about weakness. We talked about Moses. We talked about this blind man. Like, there is weakness that these people experienced. And it says that he is familiar with these weaknesses. He understands our weaknesses. God understands it like he lived it himself. And he was tempted in all areas, yet he didn't sin. This is amazing because he's not just up there. Disconnected from the troubles, hurts, fears, distresses of the world. No, he is intimately familiar with them. And it says that he was tempted even in all manner of sin and he didn't fall for it. This is so crazy because we need to understand that he had this knowledge. He had a passion and he had the power. He had knowledge of the big picture of what the truth is of the spiritual realm and present battle we're all in. He understood it. He had then also a passion for the truth. Because it's not just you can't just have a knowledge of what's going on. If if you don't have a passion for the truth and righteousness, then that's just going to be knowledge of what's going on. But he had the knowledge. He had a passion for what is true and righteous. And then he had the power of God flowing through him. And I want to ask you the question. Because. See these things this is the reason he never sinned because he knew what this was all about because he had a passion to do what is right and because he had the power of God in him that's how he never sinned now I want to ask you the question do you Have knowledge of the bigger picture of this place we're in, why we're in this place called life in this world that is fallen. Do you understand the present spiritual war for your soul that's going on between two kingdoms? Okay, that's the first thing we need to understand. Then I want to ask you, do you have a passion for the truth and righteousness? I'm not talking about just like God being your hobby or anything. I'm not talking about just giving God a little bit of your life. I'm talking about is he, have you given up, have you picked up your cross and given everything to him and said, Lord, I devote my life. This is you are my passion because he is the way, the truth and the life. You are my passion and then lastly, I'm going to ask you, do you have a reliance on the power of God? Because, see, you can know, you can have the knowledge, all the knowledge in the world of what's going on. You can have a passion for the truth and righteousness. But if you do not have the power of God, if you're not relying on the power of God to enable you to live the way that you deeply inside wish to live, then it's all going to be for nothing. If God doesn't empower you, you will know about your sin. You will know about what you're doing wrong. You will know about what you will need to do, but you will be unable to do it. But if you have his Holy Spirit in you and you not only have him, but you rely on him, you put all your trust in him to carry you and make you free from the bondages of this world. And that in that moment is when we start overcoming our sin. So brothers, and sisters, I'll leave you with this. Do you understand your weakness do you understand that you are? We are all like Moses. We are all like just a tree. Who well, that just stands there and, 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 and will do nothing in life. A, a tree, it it's planted, it grows and it gets cut down and it becomes a house or it becomes something. It just becomes, goes back into the ground. That's what a tree is. That's what a tree's life cycle is like. You can be just another tree, just another man who was created from dust and returns to dust. And there is no purpose in your life. There is no profit. There is it was there was just a pleasure for a little while of life and then it was gone forever. Or will you have the power of God come upon you like the power of God came upon that tree and that burning bush? Where even that tree became a mouthpiece for the Lord, where even that tree became a burning fire that drew the attention of Moses. Moses only needed to say yes, and he would become like that tree that burns. That's a witness. And that would be a light to the world. So, yes, you have weakness. I have weakness. It's time for us to understand it. Moses did a good job of understanding his weakness. That's the first step. Very important. But what Moses failed in is he didn't believe in the, and he didn't rely on the power of God. He instead thought it's game over because, yes, I feel weak. And that's the problem. Yes, I feel weak. And now there's no more hope. Even though God created me, he can't empower me. Such unbelief Moses had at that moment. Will you be that way and miss out the opportunity for God to use you? Or will you say, God, yes, I'm weak? Yes, but you are my creator. You made me and surely if you made me, you can overcome the limitations of my flesh. So, Father, I ask, Lord, that you would help us to trust in you, help us to rely on your power. Lord, I pray for that you would give everyone who's listening to this the knowledge of the big picture of the spiritual war there. And I pray that you would. Put a passion in their heart for your truth and righteousness, Lord, like they've never had before. God, I ask, Lord, that you would help, that you would use us, Lord. We want to say yes to you today, to be used in whichever way you desire, even if we feel unqualified and weak. And Lord, I ask, Lord, that you would give us a greater measure of understanding of how mighty you are as the Messiah. Lord, that you are not just a person. You are not just another man. You are different from anyone Else in this world. Lord, we thank you for everything you came to do for us, the freedoms and salvation in the name of Yeshua. Amen. A special shout out and thank you to our partners who have made this video and every other video this month possible. You can learn how to become a partner by visiting riseonfire.com.